Church Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 234, and welcome back to the front porch. Uh, hope you're doing great, whatever day it is, whatever time it is. I hope you're doing really, really awesome. Uh, this podcast is airing the week of Thanksgiving, which I always think is a very interesting week because it feels the whole week feels like either you feel like you're just about ready to go on vacation or you're like grinding so hard you're like scraping your knees into vacation. And it's usually one or the other. It doesn't seem like there's kind of some middle ground. It's like either you're trying to get done as much as you can before you go into a kind of an extended weekend or you're just kind of like, hey, I mean, Monday and Tuesday felt like vacation. Wednesday does too, you know, kind of cruising through and, you know, it seems kind of easy. So this week is always, at least for me and what I do, just always been like an interesting week. You know, like I worked for, you know, I've been a pastor for 23 years. So Thanksgiving always felt like a bit of a break, a little bit of a breathing room, even though Sunday was coming, a little bit of a breathing room where Christmas just feels like, holy cow, because you're just all the details and all the jam. So those of you who are on church staffs, like, man, you do you all know, like, listen, let me just brag on your church pastors and staff. Do you know how hard they work? You know how hard they work kind of getting things ready week in and week out? You know how hard they work to get Christmas up and going? I mean, it's an immense amount of work. So for your pastors and your staff at your local church, you just need to send them like an email or a text and say, thank you. I hope this week is restful for you because they're about to turn around and do Sunday and then start moving forward forward towards Christmas and jamming. So you need to give your pastor, your staff a high five, send them an email, send them a text, something, a card, handwritten card. Wouldn't that be so great? Write a card. Just say thank you. Thanks for all your hard work. I hope you have a break this week. Hope you rest and relax. Um, but I'm looking forward to this. I've always, I always love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving for me is one of those fun holidays. I just love people together. We have a friend coming from California. So really excited to have her come out. And it's just time to rest. It's time for eating lots of food, watching football, playing board games. So it's always like a it's always like a great holiday. I really look forward to it. So I hope you have a restful, restful week and a restful Thanksgiving. Hope it's awesome. Um, I wanted to say thank you again for all of you who listen and those of you who give. I really, really appreciate that. Uh, Many of you give on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Front Porch Confessional. And uh, some of you just are real kind. You send, you know, little Venmo things here and there. And and some of you bought the devotional. So I just want to say thank you so much for those of you continue to financially help this podcast continue to go. Really appreciate it. Okay, we're back in Proverbs. If you remember, Proverbs is a part of the wisdom literature written by Solomon, the wisest man who's ever lived. If you remember this dialogue, God goes to Solomon and says, I'll give you anything. And he picks wisdom. And as a result, God not only gives him wisdom, but he gives him all the other stuff as well. And so this book flows out of his wisdom, the wisdom that God had given to him. And so he starts writing these things to help us kind of understand what it is to live a holy life before God. And so um, we've just been going through the last few episodes, a few Proverbs that have been really standing out for me. This one, yada boy, I love this one. This is so good. Proverbs 5.21, it says this, For a man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. I'll read it again. 
for a man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all of his paths. Um, I love, I love this app that's on the iPhone. It's Find Your Friends. I don't know what it's called now, but it used to be called Find Your Friends. And it's it's awesome. Like we have our family in there. And now that we, you know, we have uh, two drivers in the family now. And it's so fun to kind of like every once in a while I track the kids, like, where are they going? Wonder what they're up to. And inevitably, inevitably, I just, I just love listening to Patty's dialogue around this because she's always hyper aware where the kids are. I mean, she's, she's momming hard. She's so good at that. Um, but it's so funny. There's this section of town that's a little shady, and there's always a, there's a Walmart there. And Cooper just loves this Walmart. He loves to go there with his buddies. They have lots of fun. They laugh. I mean, this week, he made a fort out of toilet paper. He didn't destroy things. We made sure he didn't do that. But he, like, was, like, funny, and he was, like, joking with the workers. He was throwing the football to the workers. He found a football in, like, the sports section. <laughs> was, like, throwing it to the managers. He and his friends were having the best time. Patty's on find her friends going he's been there way too long i don't know what's going to happen that neighborhood is not good right it's like she is fully aware of where he's heading when she starts seeing like wait a second he is heading down 24th and he's turning left on thomas like i know where he's going and so it's so interesting as it comes and it pertains to this passage in light of you know us being parents and now we have kids and they're driving and we're like tracking their ways (laughs) you know we like read this passage and honestly it kind of makes me laugh you know i read this i read this passage over and over and I and I felt a bit like a teenage kid you know like come on God like you know give me some privacy here right give me some privacy I mean if you just sit with this passage for a moment just sit with it for a moment just listen to how invasive it is right how invasive it is it's, it's like this God's like hey listen just heads up I see everything you do and I know everywhere where you're going. And I actually ponder it. I mean, the idea of God pondering my paths is just this overwhelming, what? What do you mean? So he like knows all your thoughts and he knows where you're going. He knows your paths. He knows the, the things you've made, the things you're thinking about, the things about that you're thinking about going and doing. And we're like, whoa, that's like super invasive. But as I started working through that, I started thinking, Mm, there's really good invasive and there's really bad invasive. You know, Patty's good invasive is trying to protect her son, trying to go like, listen, that at that time of night in that area, I'm not sure that's a wise decision. And she's going to challenge him on that to think through that. And it's almost like this invasiveness from God. We, we just get offended by it. You know, a lot of times we just don't want it. Like, hey, you know, like, let me do my thing. Let me go pave, pave out my, my, pave out my way. But here's the thing he's trying to do. Again, he's not this micromanaging God. He's a God that's trying to bring us life and life everlasting, life and life to the full. Lead us into holiness and righteousness for his namesake. And so we, it, this is a very loving thing that he's doing and is that he sees us like the 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 name is el roy r-o-i he's the god who sees he sees all he sees you he sees me and he's not condemning no no he's trying to go like 
Are you sure you want to do that? That's where the Spirit's the helper, guiding and leading us because he already knows. He already knows our thinking. He already knows our ways. And to be honest, if we're humble enough, look back on your life. Just look back over the breath of your life. Stop for a moment. Just like, whoa. Right? I would imagine if you're anything like me, you start realizing, wow, I had all these plans, all these desires, and all these objectives I want to go after. And, and, and if I'm real honest, like I've hurt a lot of people. I've hurt my wife. I've hurt my kids. I know I've hurt my extended family. You know, I've hurt employers, employees, because I had plans. I had things I wanted to do, places I wanted to go. You know, this insecurity for me that has been feeling a lot of my life, for most of my life, about being a somebody has created this these plans. And God knew them all. Like, I sit here, 40, almost 45, on the other side of so much failure. And I would imagine for many of you, maybe it feels the same way. And I'm not saying there, there weren't great things that happened that didn't make impact. I'm not saying that. But let's just be honest and humble in this moment. And I'm trying to do that. But like I've made a lot of plans. And those plans haven't always gone great. Because the motivator in those plans, this thing under the thing that's feeling so much, oftentimes wasn't about other people. It wasn't about God. It was about me. About what I wanted. Where I wanted to go. What I wanted to do. And what Solomon is bringing here to you and to me is saying, God knows. God knows. Right? Because the focus of my heart, the focus of my life, wasn't necessarily, God, what do you want? Where do you want me to go? It was, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to make this happen. And then everybody will know. Everyone will see. Everyone will go, like, look, man, I'm so glad he's on the team. Oh, man, what a great addition to the team. Oh, wow. And I can feel successful. And I can feel like I stop, talk to people and go, this is what I've accomplished. And God's like, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. And what Solomon's saying is, listen, if God is sovereign over all and he already knows why, why do you and I struggle to trust him? You know, I hear people say this all the time. And I, I, I have to admit, I've struggled through this at times. Asking this question, is God trustworthy? Like, is, is he, can he be trusted? And if I just slow down for a moment, I just want to go like, who are you? Who am I? To ask that question, seriously, if I look back over the breath of my life, who am I to ask that question? Look at all the pain and hurt I've created. Who am I to ask if God is trustworthy? I mean, seriously, think how prideful that statement is. And yet so many people live their life that way. And maybe you do. Maybe that's a struggle of your heart right now. God, are you trustworthy? How can I trust you? How can, and I would say, how can we trust us? Not to say that, I mean, I haven't done good things, but to be honest, I have no idea of the full weight of the hurt 
and the pain I've, I've done as a result of executing and implementing my own plans. And that's why I think scripture is going to come back over and over, as I said earlier, and humble. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. God opposes. Listen to this. Whoa, this is strong. God opposes the proud. Opposes them. <laughs> that's heavy. And he's like, listen, because I want you to humble yourself. Because I already know. I already know what you're thinking. I already know what you're going. I already know where you're going. Humble yourself. And so what would it look like if we would just ask God to lead us on the path, right? And, and when we fall, and we will, and you do, and I do, he already knows. And he's already playing forgiveness. Like he's already forgiven you for the failures who've already fallen. So why don't we place our full trust in him? Place your full trust in him. And when you fail and you don't do it right, it's okay. Ask for forgiveness. Repent. He already knew. He already knows. Like you don't have to live in the shame of what you've done. He already knew. He already knows. He knows what you're going to do in the future and how you're going to fail. And like what Romans is kind of like coming back to is Paul's going like, look, nothing can separate you from the love of God. Why? Because he already knows. He already knows. And this is the reason why Jesus came. I mean, think how beautiful this is. Do you know this? Jesus was always the plan. He was always the plan because you were a part of the plan and sin was a part of the plan. And that's going to mess with your mind, I know. But just think about this. Jesus was all the, always the part of the plan because he knows. Jesus has always been the plan and he wasn't an afterthought. And it's God's beautiful rescue plan to you and to me in the midst of our depravity because he loves us. Before he created, he already had a plan to save us. So beautiful. Why won't we give in to this? Why won't we release ourselves to this? Because Jesus is the way. So we need to get out of the way. <laughs> Jesus is the way, so we need to get out of the way. So the question that I'm working through, and I hope you do today, is this. What is preventing you from humbling yourself and trusting, really trusting the Lord? What is preventing you from humbling yourself and trusting the Lord? Father God, uh, so grateful for this passage, so grateful for your loving kindness and your goodness and your guidance. Help us to see spirit. Help us to see the path before us. We don't want to fail. We don't want to hurt you. We don't want to, but we know that you already know. And we know that you've already pre prepared a way, a plan to redeem us. We are redeemed by the blood of Jesus, reconciled with God Almighty. And we thank you and we glorify you. So, take a breath. Reflect and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time.